0: I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig. That was some outstanding stuff. How does it tie in? You sound like a real nerd.
1: I'm grooving. (laughs) Now I'm going off on a rant.
0: Our guests are the meat to our stale bread.
1: It is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am the executive editor of Channel Partners and Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me as always, the best stay at home dad on the planet, our business development director, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you?
0: I'm doing really well, Craig, uh, you know, considering everything going on. Uh, that is the best introduction uh, I've ever been given ever, not just on this podcast. Of course, huh. blatantly untrue, uh, maybe tied or maybe behind several, uh, as I'm sure there are a lot of great stay-at-home dads out there. But thank you so much, Craig. That's a, I'm a hunter just to hear it.
1: There certainly are a lot more, quote-unquote, stay-at-home dads during this whole uh, mess we've got going on.
0: That's for sure, Craig, and at least let's hope there's a lot more staying home as, as I continue to see news images of people out and about interacting and congregating with one another. Uh, we're not here to lecture anyone, but uh, hope everyone is staying home, staying safe. Craig, what about you, good sir? What have you been doing and, and what have you been up to?
1: Well, uh, much of what you were just talking about, pretty much keeping myself uh, quarantined as much as possible, trying not even to get to the grocery store unless we absolutely have to. I have been definitely getting some more exercise, though, recently. Uh, I've seen a lot of neighbors out and about. It's that time of year when things are warming up nicely, but I really think I've seen more neighbors and dogs getting some exercise over the past month or so than I have ever seen before, even though I live in Arizona, and the weather is typically nice this time of year. How about
0: you? Pretty much the same, Craig. I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at the, what I would call, half-circle you know the semicircle as I as I go around people and get that six feet as I'm walking on a sidewalk and someone's coming to the other way. I do the whoop whoa, whoa and I go right around them. You know what I'm talking about? And I, I give the knowing nod, that the six feet knowing nod, maybe ten feet nowadays. Uh,
1: Yes, and and it's awkward if if somebody isn't doing it six feet and is kind of looking at you like you're doing something odd. Uh, That's the only thing that comes up every once in a while.
0: That's right. That might have happened maybe three or four weeks ago, but now everyone seems to be getting it, at least for the most part. At least the people I'm walking around near.
1: For the most part. So, Kevin, uh, big guy there, I noticed you went with a little Stevie Wonder to open the episode. Now, while I enjoy the song, I have to ask something I have asked before on this podcast.
0: How does it tie in? Well, funny you should say that, Craig, because it ties in in a multitude of ways. One, is going to be part of our awards that we're offering up later in this episode. So more to come there. But secondly, obviously, there's no better time than now, Craig, to be calling the ones you love just to tell them that you love them just to see how they're doing. Of course, everyone's calling everyone nowadays, whether it be on the phone, via a tablet, via any kind of virtual solution and conference and meeting software out there. Just a great time to really catch up with everyone in your close family network, friend network, and extended network, I would say, just to see how they're doing.
1: Definitely mushy, my friend, but uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. This might actually be your first song pick that makes sense. No and way. Are you, are you yeah, serious? Yeah, I, I'm serious. As you know, we love the channel and our loyal casties, and as our listeners will learn in a few, today's guests, John Delosier and JP Dundas, are both longtime friends and appreciators of the channel as well.
0: You've got that right, Craig. Really looking forward to hearing from JD and JP for sure. But first, I think it's important to talk to our audience about something that we'll never be a part of, Craig. Oh, yeah. What's that? Industry awards, of course. Ooh. Yeah, it stings, buddy, but given that Channel Partners and Channel Futures are accepting applications for the new Next Gen 101 and MSP501 awards, respectively, I thought it was important to put our own struggles of mediocrity aside and talk about those that are actually, get this, Craig, excelling in the channel.
1: All I know about excelling is opening a spreadsheet, my friend. <laughs> Samesies. So that all seems fair, Kevin. So we are once again pumped up. For this year's MSP 501 awards. The application period is open for MSPs from around the globe to get in on the most prestigious ranking of MSPs that exists anywhere. This year, we've added a new twist, if you will. If you have annual recurring revenue that is less than 20% of your total revenue, you will automatically qualify for our new list, called a list adjacent to the MSP 501, We are calling it the Next Gen 101. This list is reserved for innovative, agile companies that want to jump on the managed services opportunity, maybe those that are just getting started in managed services. This might be where some of those resellers and agents will reside, that next generation of MSPs that are showing us where the managed services market might be headed. So truly exciting stuff, Kevin. There's also a new methodology for this year's traditional MSP 501 list, We're now taking a closer look at profit margin, customer churn, revenue per employee, and more. Now, the survey closes May 31st, so don't delay. The next several weeks will be gone before you know it. And, of course, we'll see this year's list of honorees at our special MSP501 awards dinner at the co-located Channel Partners Conference and Expo and Channel Partners Evolution in September.
0: Craig, I got to tell you, the MSP 501 has been a big part of our fall show, Channel Partners Evolution, which will now be co-located with the Channel Partners Conference and Expo September 8th to the 11th, 2020, the Venetian, Las Vegas. Yeah, shameless plug there. You know, seeing all those award-winning MSPs at the show and doing the awards gala and awards dinner has been awesome. And I can't wait to do it again, and this time to welcome in a new set From the Next Gen 1 Award winners. Uh, That's going to be really exciting at the show, Craig. No doubt, no doubt. And as we said, Craig, the application process for both is underway. We'll be including links to these applications within the description on the landing page for this episode. All right, Craig, what do you say we dive into our interview with the Channel Influencer of the Year, John Delosier with 8x8?
1: Hold on. We have a teaser to keep our listeners from just listening to our two guests the rest of the way, don't we?
0: Oh, yeah. We need all the help we can get. That's right. Hit them with it.
1: In an earth-shattering, all-new, between-interviews bridge and post-interviews closing, Craig and Kevin will again move hearts and minds with their first ever CWCK binge-worthy selections, announcing the best of binges in TV, music, and movies to help get their audience and the world through this difficult time. You won't want to miss it
0: wow that sounds groundbreaking and game changing to me but Craig let me try this again why don't we bring in our you know channel influencer of the year who has been groundbreaking and game changing within the channel for quite some time now
1: all right Kevin my pleasure to welcome into the coffee house for the third time Hoo-ah! in fact it's a record three times our friend, channel chief from eight by eight John Delosier. JD how you doing
2: Gentlemen, and I use that term very loosely. Like the two of you, it's good to be back. Almost feels like home.
1: Well, it, it's good to have you. And uh, every time we have you on the on the show, you've got some great insight to impart with us. So uh, hopefully, you'll do the same today. The pressure's on.
2: Yes, awesome.
1: You know, there's a reason we've got you on uh, today. This isn't just a frivolous uh, thing. You were actually the channel partners, Channel Futures. Channel Influencer of the Year for 2020, so congratulations.
2: Indeed, I was. Thank you very much. I, I, listen, all joking aside, that's a, uh, I think you know this, Craig. We've talked about it. That's a really big deal to me. And it's a big deal because not only was it an opportunity to win an award that was voted on, you can't really nominate yourself, right? You can't really politic for it or anything like that, or at least we didn't. You know, when the editorial staff gets together and you guys make those kind of decisions, it's a real honor. So I am very grateful for that and uh, following in some great footsteps with Janet last year and some of the others. So yeah, it's a real, it's a real, real honor to be part of it.
1: Only sorry we didn't have a chance to honor you at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo.
2: Although Janet said that she was going to make me wear her tiara and (laughs) I wasn't real keen on that one. So we'll see what happens in the fall, but looking forward to it.
1: Kevin had to wear a cape and a mask in the last podcast. Go back and listen to that, uh, and and you'll see what I'm talking about. So the tiara
0: isn't so bad.
2: I love it. I love it.
0: (laughs) So, John, uh, congratulations again, and and very well done, well earned for sure. Uh, This next question is going to ask for something that Craig and I know absolutely nothing about, and that's deep thinking. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) what do you think it takes to really make a difference in today's channel? In other words, influencing in such a way that moves the industry forward.
2: You know me better than that. (laughs) Let's let's remind ourselves: this is the third time on, so we're way (laughs) past the pleasantries. Um, No, no, Kevin, it's a great question. You know, for me, I, I think the best influencers, in my mind, don't necessarily focus on the influencing part; that it's just inherent. You know, for me, it's genuine. I love our industry. I love what we do. I love the people. You know, I'm a partner fanatic. I'm the president of their fan club and just being part of that community is a blessing and just being accepted in that community. And every now and then somebody wants to hear what you have to say and are interested in your thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. And so for me, the genuineness of it is just based on gratefulness and excited to be part of a bigger community, something that's bigger than just the individual. And so I love I love the opportunity to be in the channel, and I appreciate the fact that people want to hear what I have to say. Uh, I appreciate hearing what they have to say and take it you know, very seriously to be awarded something like that. In fact, our panel at Channel Partners was going to be on influence, and so you get to pick, right? If you win the award, you get 30, 45 minutes, something like that, to basically give your quote-unquote keynote. And my keynote wasn't a keynote at all. It was a panel of influencers with Tiffany Bova and Janet Shines and my friend Rob Shanahan, who you guys know, bringing in for a little rock and roll flavor, you know, to talk about what influences them and how do they influence and what does that mean in our community in general. So it's a it's a great question. I again, I'm still blown away that people are interested in hearing my thoughts on those kinds of things. But I feel very humbled to be part of it.
1: Awesome, awesome. So we look forward to honoring you again, as I said, uh, coming up at uh, the show in September. But before we get to any of that, uh, we've got a little thing in the world called uh, coronavirus that's been uh, holding things up uh, a little bit, uh, putting it lightly. A lot of UC providers like 8 you know, have been in the spotlight for what you can do technologically speaking for businesses. So what are some of the steps you've taken at your company and for your partners and customers?
2: Yeah. So first of all, thank you. And it it, it is kind of our industry. Somebody said to me recently, how do you walk that balance line of, you know, obnoxiousness? You know, this is literally, I hate to say it this way, but this virus, this catastrophe that we're all living, you know, sets up perfectly for our technology. I mean, I just, it just does. Somebody said to me one time, if you have a warehouse full of water and there's a drought, you know, you want people to drink your water. Right. And so for us, it's, it's a fine line, we don't want to exploit it. However, it's exactly what we were built for. And our CEO has made it a point to say, look, we're not gonna take advantage of this in terms of going to the market and gouging people or even making them pay for things that normally we wouldn't, or even making them pay for things that normally we would. Let's just give it away. So at 8x8.vc, so 8x8.vc, it's our free software. It's a collaboration meeting platform That currently, I just checked the numbers a little while ago, there's six and a half million people in 170 different countries taking advantage of it. They're not paying us one red cent for that. Selfishly, of course, we hope they love it and they want to take it to the next level uh, and maybe bring telephony in and collaboration rooms and maybe some contact center and CPAS, all that stuff. But if they don't, that's cool too. But today it's unlimited minutes. They can use it all day long. We've got everything, Craig. From folks online in their in their quarantine state doing yoga, I you know playing a little guitar together. I've got a knitting club. I've got school systems that are just taking advantage of that eight by eight platform and making sure those kids are getting their lessons daily. Um, telemedicine. We've got all kinds of things happening, and it feels really good, you know, to be part of a community where we can give back. And they can take advantage of the technology. So we're really proud of that.
0: John, that is an excellent answer. And we have to say thank you so much to eight by eight and yourself for for allowing people to access that technology for free. I think my kids might thank you ten years from now, because right now they're like, Oh, distance learning just started. There it goes break. There goes <laughs> oh, yeah. TikTok for the next, you know, two weeks. So yeah. Yeah, so they'll thank you 10 years from now when they realize how important it was to stay educated. But right now they're holding off for sure. But uh, And definitely not something to feel ashamed of. Businesses were created, I think, to solve needs, solve problems. And that's exactly what you and the team at 8x8 are doing right now. So certainly nothing to be ashamed of there. Speaking of the team at 8x8, uh, let's talk about your channel. Since we last talked, you've expanded your partner program to more partners and partner types. Can you update those in our audience? Not familiar with that move?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Elevate Channel Partner Program, as you know, award-winning, uh, it's almost two years now that we've been in the seat and put it in place. You know my partner very well, Tina Smith, who runs all of marketing for us and and all of her crew, et cetera. And so what we realized pretty quickly was, you know, we really serve the master agent community well. And they love us, starting at the top of the food chain with you know our partners like Intellisys and Avant, Planet One, TBI, Talaris, all those guys, all the way down to the end. And so we've done a really great job there. We put together this Elevate Partner program that made sense for them. Um, they're making great residuals and nice spiffs and good commissions, and they're taking the 8x8 you know, message to the world right now. In addition to that, we realize that there's other routes to market. And that is something where the Elevate program had to expand. And so we realized pretty quickly, and you know my heritage in, in the old VAR world, that the VARs, value-added resellers, they go to market a different way and have a complete different idea of how they take the solutions to market, how they service the solutions, et cetera, et cetera. And so we expanded the program said, look, we don't really care how you go to market. That's your choice. You're your own business. We appreciate you. And we want to be there for you. And therefore, we're going to accommodate. And so our Elevate VAR program was put in place about five or six months ago. We went, to, went and did a couple of very strategic partnerships, one with ScanSource. That program is called CloudFuel. And so the ScanSource community of VARs are coming into ScanSource, getting to 8x8 through ScanSource, And we're making sure that we stand up that program with that distributor. And so we'll continue to expand. We don't really care if you're a master agent, if you're a VAR, if you're a distributor, if you're a referral partner, an alliance partner, maybe connectivity is your thing and you just wanna have a loose marketing agreement with us, we're in. If it makes sense, we'll do it. So the Elevate program has gone global and it definitely has expanded.
1: All right. So since we didn't get a chance to talk about it at the show, you know, we always look forward to the rest of the year and and see what's on the plates of our exhibitors and sponsors. So uh, what kind of breaking news can you throw at us about uh, the rest of the year at 8x8?
2: Yeah. So for us, you know, today, by the way, is March 31st and it is the end of our fiscal year. So it's a great question because tomorrow is a new day for us. Tomorrow starts our 2021 fiscal year. So I'm already ahead of you guys I'm already into 21 uh you guys what's are
1: so there in the future
2: the podcast is so 2020 i'm already into 21. But
1: um, no this podcast is so 2010.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, no no comment i want to be back for my fourth visit but anyway uh you know yeah the plan what's the plan you know we've seen incredible growth over the last two years and i think we've seen that incredible growth because again it starts at the top my boss our CEO, our CRO, Ken Berryman, our CEO, Dick Verma, our board, they believe in the channel. And so what you'll see from us in 21 is more channel. You'll see more and more channel. We, Just in the last two years, I think we've gone from almost just a little under 50% to a little over, believe it or not, 80% in terms of how we go to market and who we go to market with, 80% being channel. I think you'll see that continue to increase Uh, I think you'll see us go more global. You know, we have a great presence in the U.K. today. We're doing a lot in A&Z. We bought WaveCell, so we're in Asia-Pac, and Singapore, et cetera. Um, You may see us go south. And some other really big, uh, I think, announcements as we continue to acquire and expand our platform and our reach globally. So very excited about in the future at 8x8. Again, right here in the good old U.S. of A., We'll continue to add the best of the best and continue to, you know, bring in the best national account managers, channel account managers, et cetera, et cetera, and do what we do. So it's going to be a fun year.
1: So just as more cowbell work for Blue Oyster Cult, more channel for 8 by 8 I got
2: to have more cowbell. You got that. We always need more cowbell, my friend. There is no question about it. We need more <laughs> cowbell. Isn't that amazing that Christopher Walker, what, was he in the, what was it, the deer hunter? Is that Christopher Walker? Yeah. I think he he won an Oscar for that. I read an article on him recently, ironically, and he said that he is known for we need more cowbell versus any Oscar (laughs) or any role he's ever played in a movie. Cracks me up.
0: Yeah. He has a fever, and what he needs is more cowbell. You got that right. (laughs) Something like
2: that. Something like that. He has a fever.
0: Well,
1: JD, thanks for your time today. Again, uh, congratulations on being our Channel Influencer of the Year. We're looking forward to a big party with you and everybody else in the channel coming up here in just a few months. Sorry we have to wait that long, but uh, the rest of the world is waiting and and the 8x8's obviously doing some great things to help the the business world get through this.
2: No, thank you. You know for us, um, we're gonna keep doing what we do. We do look forward to the Channel Partners Conference. I'm happy to say that you and Kevin are still on the wait list for most of the parties. Um, Oh,
1: there you go. That's not like Kevin getting into public school.
2: (laughs) No, seriously, we look forward to hanging with you guys. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it's always a pleasure, man. This podcast has really grown in popularity. And I can tell you that people look very forward to hearing what you guys got to say. So thank you very much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure just to be (laughs) waitlisted.
1: You're never on our wait list. You're welcome here anytime.
2: Yeah, thanks, you guys, so much. And no pictures of the Tierra, please. None.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> We're going to have to negotiate that a little bit. We'll see.
2: <laughs> Thank you,
1: guys. Thanks, thanks
0: buddy. again, John. One, two, three, four. Um...
1: Kevin, love catching up with JD and what's going on at 8x8. Congratulations again to him on being Channel Influencer of the Year. Uh, Letting our audience behind the scenes a little. He even broke out his guitar and gave us a quick jam session to get us even more pumped up for the interview. We actually should have had him do that live on the podcast, maybe uh, for his fourth appearance down the
0: road. As I often say, Craig, we definitely bricked on that one because that was awesome. And, and for the audience, a brick means like in basketball when you shoot and you miss badly. We definitely should have had J.D. play some guitar for the whole audience because he jammed it out. But, he did. you know, honestly, what John did there for us, knowing we needed a pump up, he, he maybe needed a little bit of a pump up, uh, speaks to what he had eloquently referenced about the importance of being genuine. Something we've certainly seen a lot from him, and quite frankly, the overwhelming majority of the channel leaders we've been fortunate enough to welcome into the coffee house with us.
1: No doubt, Kevin. And uh, speaking of being genuine, why don't you actually be genuine and look like a smart person on this podcast every once in a while?
0: Well, then I wouldn't be genuine (laughs) because I'm not smart. So uh, it's actually, you know, you kind of uh, double whammyed me there.
1: I I got you. I I bricked and looked like a not very smart person uh, simply by saying that, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> well speaking of genuine i think we have a genuinely fun segment for the audience coming up and that is the coffee
0: with craig and kevin
1: binge worthy awards <laughs> Hello, folks. It's great to be here in my home office and thankfully across the country from my moronic co-host, Kevin Morris, for today's ceremonies. That's right. It's the inaugural CWCK Binge-Worthy Awards. Um, Craig? Yes, Kevin?
0: You forgot to mention that these are the first ever binge Come on!
1: <sighs> inaugural means first ever, Kevin. Anyway, our first category is television all right this category of course includes streaming shows as well kevin who you got
0: well craig if i'm going for the current shows that are coming out right now i have to go with tiger king let me tell everyone this show is not for the kids it's about a bunch of absolutely crazy people and all their shenanigans in the world of big cat zoos Definitely, if you haven't seen it, it's been everywhere. People are already making parodies of it. But uh, worth watching, even if it's just to feel better about yourselves. Um, and I'm going to go for an outlier here that I don't know if a lot of people have heard of. It's called Debs with a V, not Debs, which my family's made fun of me for thinking they that I was watching that. D-E-V-S. It's on FX and Hulu, starring Nick Offerman, among others. So, And, and I've got one more, Craig. One that I watch with my stepdaughter, uh, and it's a family selection, an honorable mention for Alexa and Katie, also on Netflix. Craig, how about you?
1: Nice. I have not seen any of those, so I'm going to have to check out probably none of those because none of those interests me, as I would expect with things you would bring up.
0: Well, I am your moronic co-host, Craig. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, you know, for me, it's, uh, you go to more of an action realm, the drama, the politics. Um, we've been watching, uh, the last season of Homeland. Oh, uh, actually, because, uh, we've been shut in more and been watching a little more television. We went ahead and got a Showtime subscription, at least for the short run. So we could see the last season of Homeland. So while I couldn't exactly binge it because we caught up and the, uh, final episode is coming up, uh, this weekend, Easter Sunday. I've been watching those weekly, but I would go back and, and watch a number of those in a row if I were in position to do that. Then the other one would be uh, Ray Donovan. We just got finished watching the most recent season of that and really binge that and watched it probably in uh, one week's time. So as far as uh, recent shows, uh, those are my two right there.
0: Got it, Craig. Got it. You know, leave it to you to pick a show that you weren't actually binging for the Binge Worthy Awards. Uh, that's well played. <laughs> uh but you know i couldn't do it
1: it wasn't it wasn't all out yet i'm sorry you caught me off guard even though you told me we were going to do this segment ahead of time
0: <laughs> <laughs> and craig we worked together a lot so i figured i was going to count on you for this because i believe you were an ozark fan so i left that off my list uh just finished season three of ozark that just came out and uh-huh. i would say it was the best one yet
1: yeah no doubt i've seen the the trailers for season three and it, it does look good i have seen the previous two but uh I definitely uh, binged them once they were all out there. I only get my Netflix subscription uh, once a year, so I can get the free free trial. I'm cheap that way.
0: There you go. There you go. Well played, sir. You so, can't
1: get all the streaming services, you know, or you'd uh, you know your wallet would be empty very soon.
0: That's true. I I was crafty on the Hulu and found a dollar a month for a year. So I so I went with Ooh, that. I didn't have cool Hulu for a while, but yeah. uh, anyway. I don't think they're here to find out about our budgets. Uh, So why don't we go ahead and kick it to let's go for one. I'm actually going to do a few old shows for those people that might have missed a classic for me, because I think I know what you're going to go with. So I'm going to go with one that I really like because I went to school in Baltimore. It's got to be The Wire. You come at the K, you best not miss. Great show about you know, the police in Baltimore and the, some of yeah. the gangs and things like that. Just a, just a really good drama. Um, and then in terms of comedies, which we haven't mentioned, and, and these are ones I've watched with the family, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, Epic Show and Modern Family uh, definitely make us laugh all the time.
1: Yeah, I like how uh, in your reference to older shows, I mean, The Wire has been around a, a while, but Parks and Rec, uh, I mean, I don't know how long that's been off, but uh, two or three years, right? Modern Family just just wrapping up, but uh, any time now, it seems like a, a show is classic as soon as it's uh, finished its run.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah,
1: so for me, uh, yeah, you probably guessed what I was going to go with as far as a quote-unquote classic show. That would probably be Breaking Bad for me. Yep. You need to understand.
2: I did it for me.
1: I liked it. Yep. Uh, And the reason for that is uh, maybe not one you would think, but it actually was the first show I can remember actually binging. Because I didn't see any of it during its uh, original run on uh, FX, A&E, AMC, whatever channel it was on. Uh, There, I hit all the cables uh, for you. (laughs) (laughs) Nonetheless. Uh, I did binge that one. I probably watched all five or six seasons, however many there were, within a month's time or so, maybe three weeks. I uh, just really got into it. And since then, I've, I've binged some more shows. But that was, uh, you know, when binging was getting a little more in vogue, I guess you would say. I know you're a big fan of Breaking Bad also.
0: And I watched it the same way, actually. I was late to the game on that. Um, another one I'd mentioned would be Arrested Development, at least the first two seasons. Of Arrested Development. But yes, Yes. Breaking Bad, I I binged probably faster than I binged any multi season, several season show uh, because uh, once you get into that, you just can't stop.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You want to see what's coming up next. And as far as shows older than that, for me, I'd I'd go back to what I refer to for me sort of as the golden age of television, which goes back to the 2000s or the aughts. Um, (laughs) And that was, I remember, 24, Alias and Lost were three shows that were three of my favorites. They were all on at the same time. And I really don't have three shows i could pick out right now that are just on network television where i'm like excited to watch them so i would go back and i'd even watch all of those shows again
0: yeah i you know i love the first season of 24 uh was an alias fan as well never watched lost so that's something Mm. i should probably try i'll go back to the sopranos which i believe started in the 90s i definitely was a huge sopranos fan.
1: yeah that's a good one that's a good one All right, everyone, we're going to take a quick break for another phenomenal interview with a channel disruptor, and we'll be back to dive into music and movie selections.
0: Roll the interview. All right, Craig, and with that, please allow me to welcome in J.P. Dundas. J.P. is the VP of Channel Sales and Alliances at Edify. J.P., how are we doing today?
3: I'm doing great,
0: Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. Of course, we at Channel Partners have been familiar with your work, JP, in the channel for quite some time. Could you tell our audience a little about your background within the channel and what prompted you to make the recent move to Edify?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first and foremost, you know, I wanted to say, you know Craig, thanks for having me on as well. Um, you know, I know you guys have been doing these for a while, and I'm a big fan, big fan of the show, so thanks for having me on. So a little little background about me. You know, I, I've been in the channel for a majority of my career. And I've had the luxury of working for some great companies that have given me the opportunity to really go out and build my channel brand. You know, one of the things that I'm grateful for is that I'm blessed to be able to wake up every day and go do something that I'm passionate for. You know, success in the channel doesn't happen overnight. You need to understand the importance of relationship building and all the key attributes that come along with that. So I've spent a lot of time building relationships around honesty, trust, integrity, professionalism, and a lot of hard work. You know, and the best part about that, you know, is that I've met a lot of great people along the way, including you too. <laughs> you know, one of the things that was really appealing to me to come to Edify was really a couple things. You know, one was the product, and the other was opportunity to really build a partner program from the ground up. The Edify platform is very mature, and it really caught my attention. You know, everything that we could do is on our own proprietary software platform, from contact center, unified communications and an API layer on a single pane of glass with a true omnichannel experience. So companies can utilize all of these communication methods today, but by piecemealing multiple technologies via different parties to accomplish that. So with our true cloud native business communications as a service platform, you now it's allowing companies to interact with customers and vice versa, the way that they do every day with friends, families, coworkers, et cetera, you know, in their day-to-day lives. Whether you're talking via chat, video, email, or social media, we don't limit how how you communicate. You know, then when you mix in like chat bots and all the advanced learning tools with the QA tools and the voice biometrics that prompt coaching and training feedback, not only are we enhancing the customer experience, but we're truly enabling businesses to make themselves better. And that's the best part about our platform.
1: You know, JP, Kevin always loves discussion of chat bots because uh, then I always bring up his buddy, Digi, our digital services robot mascot. Isn't that right, Kevin?
0: Again with Digi. JP, Digi's been trying to steal my spot, as you probably know, if, if you're listening to us, unfortunately for you. Um, he tries to steal my spot and he's almost there and Craig can't wait.
3: Well, I don't, well, I don't know if Digi, you know, our, our chat bot's named Hammond. So maybe Digi and Hammond, you know, maybe they need to hang out.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, I think they're cousins. That's what I've heard anyway.
3: <laughs> no, but, you know, all in all, right, You you the opportunity to build out a, a partner program, the way that you feel that the partners want it built out, you know, is really the big opportunity. Then you mix in a pretty awesome product. I, I think we have a win-win situation here.
1: You bet. You betcha. Now, given the current state of the world with COVID-19, JP, it's kind of hard to ignore. It's been uh, part of just about everyone's discussion uh, every day over the last month. You know, keeping employees safe and healthy while also maintaining business continuity has certainly been top of mind for a lot of business owners. So I'd ask you how Edify is helping partners and their customers remain productive at work while social distancing and working from home.
3: You know, Craig, uh, this is truly a crazy time in our world, and and a lot of people are being affected tremendously by this virus. You know, people are are losing their jobs, and, and businesses are struggling to keep the lights on. You know, some people have to make hard decisions whether to go to work and roll the dice for their families, or just stay home. You know, a lot of people that I know you know wish they were working and have the tools to do so from home, but they they don't have the ability to do do that. Matter if they're willing and able. You know, then on the other hand, some businesses are doing okay due to the nature of their business and or ability to access applications in the cloud from remote because they have already adopted the home capabilities in some cases you know it's uh, and it's business as usual for them you know one thing that that we know for sure is that every business that did not have a work from home strategy today that is being impacted uh, that need or wish they had those capabilities, you know, will be doing their due diligence to make sure that they find them now. You know, and the businesses that did not realize they needed them are going to learn how powerful they can be to keep the lights on, as most likely didn't realize of the potential outcomes to keep people home for this extended period of a time could be a reality. So, with today's technology, we do not have to have a hundred people sitting in a brick and mortar building talking to end users from their workstation only, and businesses that only. Have that option are closed until further notice. So it has a huge impact that people looking to get answers or simple tasks completed by workers that usually have those tools in front of them. So you know it's it's a huge challenge. You know here at Edify, you know we immediately had our whole entire workforce work from home, but we're also had the luxury. I'm one of those groups where these are the tools that we have and we work with every single day. So the adoption for us. Is a lot easier than some other organizations or some other companies.
0: So, JP, and you're also, you know, experts in these kinds of technologies and providing these businesses with the technologies they need to work from home, correct? I think so. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of helping people, you know, and helping partners, I noticed on your website that Edify offers stress-free partner programs. Love that. As we just alluded to, less stress is certainly a very good thing in today's environment. What is it that makes Edify's programs stress-free and sets them apart from the multitude of other partner programs out there?
3: Great question, Kevin. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. So uh, one of the things that we're not trying to do here is reinvent the wheel. We know that partners wanna work with companies that are easy to work with. Due to the fact, like you mentioned, there are a lot of other programs out there today some are good and some are still trying to figure it out. And I'm not gonna name any names though. Anyhow, you know, here at Edify, my goal along with my team is to do our best to think like our partners and put ourselves in their shoes. What are the things that they want? They want someone to give them, give them and their customers the best support out there. They want a partner that could bolt on and be a value add to their company and their clients. So how do we do that? I mean, today we're not focused on bringing anyone on with a pulse in my experience with partners the ones that you truly have success with are the ones that have some sweat equity built into them and we are chasing quality over quantity all day one of our main focuses when, when bringing on partners is to get the is to get into the basics right get them educated trained certified on our tools enable them to know enough to be able to talk about our products confidently Things that we do, right, we'll we'll build a joint business plan, we'll establish goals, we'll work together to achieve whatever those goals may be. But the main idea is to truly put them in a position of confidence to offer our services. And at the end of the day, the best compliment that we always strive for is that partners, clients, thank them for bringing us in. Because knowing how important relationships are to our partners, our goal is to put our best foot forward every chance to get them to make them look good.
1: Good stuff, JP. And the best compliment you can give Kevin is to tell him he wrote a good question. So
0: uh, we, we've got that. We appreciate that.
3: You guys teed me up for that one, though. So, I, But it definitely was a great question, Kevin.
0: <laughs> Thank you. You're too kind. I'm telling you, as we always say, that $5 check is in the mail, JP. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: only worth 450 by the time it gets to you, though, I'm afraid.
0: Uh, you know, it's it's
1: disappointing. Uh, obviously, we couldn't see you and the team from Edify at uh, the Channel Partners Conference and Expo a few weeks ago. But we are excited to learn that we will be seeing you September 8th through the 11th at the rebooted Channel Partners Conference and Expo, which Kevin has informally calling Expolution. Kind of creative. i will got to give you that one, Kev.
0: Hey, I appreciate that, Craig. You know, it's Channel Partners Conference and Expo, co-located with Channel Partners Evolution. So Expolution, it's just just natural,
3: Craig.
1: Yeah, I think we got that without the explanation, but uh, thanks for that anyway. Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's going to catch on. We'll see, though. (laughs) <laughs> oh well,
1: we'll see. You never know. You never know. I agree uh, with JP. JP. Anyway, what can partners expect to see from Edify between now and then, and potentially through the remainder of the year?
3: Yeah. So obviously, Craig, we're we're pretty bummed out that the show got canceled, right? I know obviously, it was it was the right the right idea, but that was you know, that was we we're looking forward to the show because and that was kind of our coming out party. Right? We were really excited to the kind of launch Edify brand. Uh, But, you know, what can partners expect to see from Edify from now and then? Well, they're definitely going to, if they haven't already, start seeing us more and more. Whether it's a a joint press release for a new partnership or news on LinkedIn of new hires coming on board. It's truly a very exciting time for us here as we continue to grow. And I can confidently say we're going to continue to take strides out there every day to spread the good word about our company. You know, the best thing about our product and I'll leave this final thought here is every demo that I have completed in the last couple of months has been nothing but high praises from the partner community. And furthermore, you know, being brought into accounts almost immediately after is a true testament of that. If you can't wait until channel partners for all the, uh, the the listeners out there, you know, please come find me or someone on my team and we'll definitely be happy to talk about the Edify platform.
0: And JP, that website is edify.cx, correct? That's right outstanding well looking forward to hearing more from you and the team at edify of course if you're if you're hiring people you know craig does a channel people on the move gallery that we definitely need to get you involved in so funnel that news to us as well
3: i will definitely do that
1: absolutely it's one of our one of our biggest and best if i do say so myself
3: I, i love seeing those pieces come out i feel like being in the industry for as long as i have it's Sometimes you know it's it's like a reunion at these channel partner shows, and you get to see a lot of people and familiar faces, and it's always great to see um, people moving on to bigger and better things. In some cases,
0: for sure, as you said earlier on the call, it's all about relationships in the channel. You know, it's like we're one big, usually happy family here in the <laughs> channel, for sure.
3: <laughs> yep, it's definitely, definitely about relationships. Um, you know, I, it's funny you see you see people that you know I've kind of grown up throughout the channel and you know throughout my career and. A lot of people that started in sales positions like myself are just, there's a lot of us out there today that are still in the same industry <laughs> running organizations. So it's pretty cool to see people evolve and, and kind of move up the ladder. And we all kind of started at the same place.
1: And JP, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, here in just a few months. Hopefully the time will go by quickly with uh, everything that's going on in the world.
3: Yeah, thanks guys. And thanks for having me on the show and, and definitely stay safe out there and uh, we'll see each other soon.
0: Craig, great stuff and just more phenomenal energy on that interview from J.P. Dundas with Edify. What do you think?
1: Uh, I like it. It's telling me we're going to have to have more people who frequently go by initials on, on this show. J.D., J.P., K.M., <laughs> C.G. I'm not sure that works so well. You call me C.J. C.G. Sometimes it works. But uh, with the K and M not rhyming, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I do get the Kmo a lot, though, if you just want to head
1: yes yes yeah so there you go cg and camo (laughs) most certainly yeah so it should be a lot of fun watching all the new releases and information coming up from jp and the team at edify as we head up to the rebooted cp expo in las vegas september 8th through the 11th Faux
0: show but for now i think our audience is chomping at the bit for more binge worthies craig
1: and just like that
0: pow we're back kevin
1: And as this host understands it, it's time for the awards for music.
0: Hey, Craig, why don't you drop your favorite sick beats on them? Yeah,
1: for sure, my friend. Uh, Music, Uh, you know, no surprise to anybody who's listened to this podcast before. The new Pearl Jam album is right there at the front of my playlist. Of course, uh, I'm really into the new Tool record. Uh, Also, no surprise to anyone there. So those are the two newer ones I probably listen to most. Uh, If I'm flashing back, I definitely listened to, uh, from the 80s, uh, Queensryche, Operation Mindcrime, one of my favorite albums of all time. That one comes up frequently. And uh, also, fairly recently, since I heard the cover, I think it was Disturbed, or somebody did a cover of Land of Confusion from Genesis. I went back to the old Visible Touch album. I've been listening to that more recently. It's one of those that doesn't have one single bad song on it. Uh, You can listen straight through. Uh, It's got shorter pieces. It's got Domino on there, which is like 10 minutes long. Uh, So that one's kind of a
0: flashback that has come up recently. Uh, How about you? Well, like you, Craig, I've been diving into the classics, of course, listening to the new PJ when it came out. They, of course, had a classic album with No Bad Songs, as we all know, is 10 uh, yeah. but I went a little further back, uh, my favorite album of all time. And I, and I listened to it a couple times recently trying to get the boy into it. Uh, he's 15, so it's time for him to start listening to some Led Zeppelin, uh, mm-hmm. physical graffiti, Craig, a yeah. double album at the time. Uh, just an excellent album. Of course I did break out, uh, my other favorite, I think they're tied for my favorite bands. Uh, U2's, uh, Actong Baby, uh, just... great album of course Joshua Tree right before that was was also phenomenal but another thing that I've been binging is 80s music Craig Mm. Um, and more 80s pop one hit wonders type things because on Sunday mornings uh, I like to make a large breakfast and usually the daughter helps me out and we start jamming to Kid Kelly's sounds of the 80s with the backtracks and everything and Uh, So it's a lot of fun, and and we're all dancing, the wife, daughter, and I, and then usually the boy gets up a little later. He's a teenager, you know, and he's like, what's going on down here? You look like a bunch of dorks. So it's always fun, and and then we have a great breakfast on top of it. So we've been doing that every Sunday as well.
1: Yeah, it's easy like Sunday morning, but that probably goes back to the 70s.
0: Or the, let's not forget the Faith No More remake in the 90s.
1: Ah, there you go. There you go. No, that sounds like a a good time and and a great time to be binging TV, music, anything like that uh, when we're all kind of shut indoors. So uh, good deal there, my friend. Good selections. (laughs) All right. And last but not least, movies movie aficionado, my friend. Why don't you get us started in this, category?
0: Well, here, I think we're going to go with what I've just been watching recently, because there's so many movies to pick. I mean, just like music and TV shows as well, but I've been watching the John Wick series here, mm. uh, trying to get the wife caught up on one and two so we can all watch John Wick 3, which, as we're recording this, I believe we're going to do tonight, finally, because she just wow. watched John Wick 2, so... Uh, We're really excited to see that. I love the John Wick films uh, in terms of action. Reminds me of The Die Hard. Although I think Die Hard, the original, is the best action movie of all time, I don't think the trilogy lives up, as long as John Wick 3 is as good as everybody says, to the John Wick 3 trilogy, taking all three movies. Of course, uh, we're also watching a lot of the recent Oscar-nominated films um, from this past year. Saw Parasite, really enjoyed that. Uh, Marriage Story was very good. The Irishman. Uh, also very good. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm a huge Tarantino fan, so maybe I was expecting more from him. But uh, I thought it was a very good movie. And then the boy loves his horror movies. Let me tell you, uh, we've sat through all the Saw movies. Some of them are tough to watch <laughs> because they're just not very good. And uh, we watched The Descent, which is a very good horror movie that doesn't get a lot of pubs. So definitely into the horror films as well. So that's probably why I'm not sleeping well. How about yeah, you, Craig?
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, first uh, that's more uh, movies than I'm going to reel off for sure. Um, I would, I would comment on a few of yours, if, if I may.
0: Uh, of course.
1: <laughs> so, um, Parasite. I, I enjoyed that one as well. I thought that was uh, that was very well done. Uh, agree on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, it was just okay for me. Ah, uh, John Wick series. I, I saw the first one. And I was all right on it. It wasn't. It was kind of lukewarm. Then I started watching the second one. I, I just couldn't get into it. It was so the, the acting was. It was like, I know you watch them for the action, but uh, I, the acting for me was too bad. Uh, I couldn't get into the second one. So, sorry about that. I, I know Whatever. you would have liked it if I, I was into it.
0: Hey, I didn't direct it, so I, I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> um, so to compare it to Die Hard's one through three, uh, I have a hard time. Uh, we we may have we may struggle to be friends any longer, but uh, I'll just pretend I didn't hear you say that.
0: Okay, well I'll <laughs> give you Dennis Franz's performance in Die Hard 2 if you want to talk about acting. I mean that, that's just terrible.
1: <laughs> there I'll you catch. go. And uh, something we just saw recently just saw um, the upside. I don't know if you've seen that one. It was a uh, it's a nice little film with uh, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Uh, enjoyed that one. Just watched that over the weekend. Uh, so that's a that's a fairly new release uh that that i would definitely recommend to anybody who's uh listening which is hopefully a few people at this point in the podcast
0: sounds good (laughs) and you're probably spot on on that Craig.
1: and it looks like we're suddenly out of time here thank you for joining the inaugural uh, first ever cwck binge worthy awards An undoubtedly earth-shattering time for all involved, I'm sure.
0: Well, that was a lot of fun, Craig, for you and I, hopefully for the audience as well. But like the awards show, it seems our production crew would like us to wrap this episode
1: up. And by production crew, you mean us, right? Yep. (laughs) And if you'd like to download the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin... Just head over to SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, type Channel Partners Online into the search bar. Of course, you can always find us on the what, Kevin?
2: Bike ship!
1: ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.
0: And remember, everyone, as indie synth pop band St. Lucia, Kevin slightly binging, in the background says, remember, your heart is bigger than they say. And we know we all need a lot of heart right now, so let's use it. Talk at you later. we
1: we'll